Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into episode number two of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Stoya of the Denver Gazette, and my good friend, Nick Ferguson, former Broncos safety. Nick, we talked a lot about the field goal, uh, the decision uh, the other day. Now let's finally get into some game week prep, uh, some Houston Texans talk. But first, some major injury news with the Broncos. Safety Justin Simmons is going on the injured reserve. Nick, this is um, a pretty big blow, I would say. I mean, obviously, when you talk about uh, guys on the defensive side of the ball, I would say Justin Simmons might be number one in terms of guys you don't want to get injured. No, I mean, this was kind of uh, interesting and unexpected because uh, you and I both were at practice, and uh, that's kind of when the news actually broke. And I guess the first thing that we started thinking about was like, okay, well, how will the defense actually adjust? Because if I'm not mistaken, Justin Simmons – was probably the leading tackler uh, in the secondary, probably behind uh, Alex Singleton, the, the linebacker. So we're wondering, well, who's going to step up into that role? But I'll tell you this, George, I- I'm not going to really panic because we got a lot of that panic after Monday night. And, and here's why, because the Broncos have P.J. Lott, and more importantly, they have Caden Stearns. Now, Caden Stearns doesn't, doesn't have all the experience that Justin has. But once again, last year in his first year, we saw a young player make a lot of plays. And I go back to the play that he made playing the nickel position, playing against the Dallas Cowboys. And one thing that happens when you're a young player, you only focus on your position and your position only. But what Caden was able to do, he was able to learn both safeties and he was able to learn how to play in the sub package and Vic Fangio's defense. So I don't think he's going to fall off somehow in one, in, in one season, but he's not Justin Simmons, but he is a great fit for the Broncos right now if he's going to be that guy they lean on on Sunday against the Texans. Yeah, I think my only concern with Caden is I think that he's shown really good ball skills, right? I think he had two interceptions last year, played a lot in the dime, is a really good coverage guy and and can do different things for them. I don't think he's a great tackler at times. And like we saw against the Seahawks, that was an issue for the Broncos is is tackling. And so they need Caden – to come up and be a physical guy. We've seen that with Kareem Jackson. And, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Kareem kind of take over that leadership role in that secondary. And, and I think Kareem's obviously more than capable and ready to do that. But I do have some concerns with Caden in terms of can he be a physical presence? Can he come up and be a run stuffer when they need him to be? And I think he's shown that at times, but I think he's also struggled with tackling. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they fill that role. It sounds like PJ Locke is now going to kind of be the the dime type guy, which is where Caden was playing. Uh, they also have Kwan Williams, who's, I think, a little bit banged up. I think he's got a wrist problem. Uh, he was on the injury report as well yesterday. So that secondary could look a little bit different. I know they also brought up Isang Bassi uh, from the practice squad. He's now on the active roster. So I'm interested, where is he going to end up fitting? We've seen him play anywhere from corner uh, to nickel to dime to, to safety. Uh, so he's a kind of a utility guy that they can do some certain things with. Does DeLaren Turner yell, get pulled up and play some special teams, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, so it's really interesting to see how that secondary is going to shake out, Nick. And, and you know, looking at just the injury report as a whole, I think most of these guys are, are going to be fine. I, I don't know how many will play on Sunday, but Randy Gregory didn't practice on Wednesday. 
Uh, he's got a shoulder and knee. Wide receiver KJ Hamler, he's got a knee and hip, didn't practice. Josie Jewell, inside linebacker, obviously didn't play on Monday. He didn't practice. He has still the calf thing going on. Quinn Miners, a hamstring. Sounds like he's going to be out a little bit. Deshaun Williams was a surprise one. We didn't see him at practice. He's got a back injury and didn't practice. Then Kwan Williams limited. Billy Turner, uh, I guess that's the good news on the injury front, is back uh, you know, fully practicing at right tackle. Well, see, that injury report is very interesting. And I'll start with Billy Turner. Now, he no practice all preseason, and we didn't really see him a lot in action during training camp. Now, if he's practicing now, hopefully that means that he's going to be available at the right tackle position on Sunday against the Texans. And if that's the case, it makes that offensive line that much better. But here's the only issue. You, earlier you mentioned Quinn Miners and his hamstring injury. So this means that Graham Glasgow is going to be at that right guard position. I know he took a lot of flag, and, and I, I gave him some of it, and I, I'll say it, it was duly noted from what happened in that Javante Williams fumble. But now you worry about chemistry with Billy Turner if he's going to be the starter on Sunday. And even, you know, Cam Fleming moving forward, how can those two guys work in unison to make that offensive line that much better? We definitely have to pay attention uh, to that moving forward. But you mentioned a couple of guys uh, as far as with the Simmons injury. You mentioned Isang Bassey. What's going to happen with him? How he's going to be utilized? I mean, using him as a corner or using him in that sub package will be great. And to me, it still allows you, if you're Azura Ever or the defensive coordinator, to use your defense and move guys around like you wanted to do, even with Simmons uh, out of the ballgame. Don't be surprised, George, if you happen to see Isang Bassey take a couple of snaps at the safety position and with Caden Stearns now being – uh, in the box. That's going to be very interesting, but they're going to need all their guys uh, this week against Houston, Texas, because that Pierce kid, he can run the ball down there in Houston. Yeah. I mean, Davis Mills is, is, uh, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say a good quarterback, but he can do some things. And, and I mean, he's arguably better than, than Geno Smith. And we saw what Geno Smith did to the Broncos on Monday night. So it, I think that the secondary is definitely some concern. I, I think that you also bring up a, a good point on the offensive line, Nick. I think when you have the right side and the shuffling that they're going to be doing up there where you, you know, last week they start Quinn Miners and uh, Cam Fleming out there at right, you know, right tackle and right guard. And now all of a sudden this week you might be starting Graham Glasgow and Billy Turner at right guard and right tackle. Uh, what does that chemistry look like on the offensive line? And I know, hey, look, I didn't play in the NFL. I didn't play in college, <laughs> but I did play some football in high school. My dad played, my dad was an offensive line coach. Uh, you know, at major college football. And, and he always talks about the chemistry up front and you want to have the same five guys play a lot of football together. So if you're rotating a lot of different guys up there on the offensive line, maybe that becomes an issue. And, and you know, Quinn Miners, I don't know if you've gone back and rewatched the game, Nick, but I didn't realize Quinn Miners was playing, uh, uh, having a great game. I mean, they were running right off of him in between him and Cam Fleming a lot of that game with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. And he was just moving guys. I mean, he was just pancaking dudes. So losing Quinn Miners could be a bigger loss than people realize. I know Graham Glasgow has played a lot of football and he's played at a high level before, but that could end up being, I think, a really big loss the next few weeks, depending on how long he's out. I know that he was a candidate also for the IR, and I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing him on there as well. Well, yeah, that right side of the offensive line, you know, early part of that Seattle game, they, they was moving and grooving. And that's the thing that made the play in the red zone with Graham Glasgow stick out so much because Quinn Miners was doing 
a great job. And here's another thing. I mean, when you think about offensive linemen and idea of offensive linemen pulling their hamstring, you don't think that is something that typically happens because you're not thinking that they run that fast. But, you know, I'm, I was really happy and even shocked at the fact that Quinn Miners was still playing a major part of that game, Monday Night Football, with the hamstring injury. So that tells you about his pain, his pain tolerance. But it's going to be really interesting to see how they revamp that right side of the offensive line. But here's one thing that I can say that Broncos country can, can lean on. You don't have to play on the road. You're dealing with your home crowd. So every player along that offensive line, they will be able to hear. So we shouldn't have to deal with, hey, I didn't hear the call. And we have some kind of tragedy in the red zone like we saw on Monday night. But I, I just have confidence that they'll get things right on that offensive line. But this is but when you really think about it, this is an excellent time for Graham Glasgow with Quinn Miners being out for a couple of weeks with that hamstring injury. Now maybe he can do something in the game on Sunday that will cement himself as being reconsidered, I guess, for being that starting right guard. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder, uh, you, you bring up a good point about hearing uh, during the game. I wonder if we'll see the, uh, from Russell Wilson, we'll see the Peyton Manning, you know, the uh, calm down, you know, everybody be quiet Yeah, um, that, that he became famous for in Denver. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that offensive line looks moving forward if they're rotating guys in and out. And I'm excited to see Billy Turner. I mean, that's a guy that they went out and got for a specific reason. I mean, that right tackle spot, as you know, Nick, has been an issue for years now in Denver. Uh, and they're hoping that Billy Turner can be a guy that really helps them there. And he's also a guy that can that can play some guard. He's played basically everywhere on the offensive line. And that's something that you know Hackett's known for is moving guys around. So I wonder if we see him at other places this season. Nick, one thing I did want to ask that that I forgot to earlier about Justin Simmons, the quad injury, you being a safety, we talked a little bit about this at practice. What? How serious do you think that, I mean, we, we don't know the specifics of it. We haven't even talked to Justin, but when you hear a quad for a guy like safety, how, how serious could that be? Is this something that we could see, we don't see Justin Simmons to the back half of the season? Is this something that, you know, it's four weeks and he's back? I mean, how serious do you think we're talking here with them? I don't think it's as serious as a knee injury would be, but it is still something you should be concerned with because we're talking about a soft tissue injury. Uh, quads, hamstrings, sometimes they take a long time for guys to uh, recover, and it also depends on who the guy is. But from a safety position, it could be really difficult because a lot of your job, you're turning, pivoting, running, change of direction, all of those th things could be hindered by that thigh injury and one thing you have to try to control is the swelling, because usually when you get an injury in any part of the body, the body wants to feed the, that, that area and flood it with, with blood to kind of start the healing process. And that's what you worry about. Once that blood gets filled in there, the swelling starts to, you know, uh, get much larger. And the biggest thing is it becomes really stiff. Being able to eliminate that stiffness, it is something the trainers uh, definitely would have to work on. I mean, I've been in that situation before. Hey man, I still got the divot in my in my thigh, and uh, I haven't played football in over uh, a decade, and it can really hinder you as far as being able to explode. And that's something that you know when you look at Simmons and his ability, that's something he excelled at is exploding. So you don't want to put him out there; he can't explode, he can't tackle. Now, I mean, he's at the mercy uh, of the offense, and you definitely don't want to put him in that situation this week against Pierce because Pierce runs well behind his pads, and he's kind of like uh, their version of Javante uh, Williams. So 
if if Simmons is out there now, he gets run he gets run over, and now his injuries have escalated to something else. So it's best to kind of sit him out. But that's a very difficult injury to play with if at the safety position. Yeah, it's a really interesting situation too because it sounds like he injured it during the game uh, and ended up you know finishing out the game. I mean, he played the rest of the. I don't know what when it happened. Maybe it was towards the end of the game. But have you ever had an injury like that where you? You know, you played through it, and then the next day you're like, wait, this could be actually pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, man. I was uh, playing against uh, the Chargers, uh, I think it was back in, uh, I want to say, uh, 2006 or something like that. Well, yeah, um, yeah, about 2006, something like that. Uh, don't hold me to uh, the year. But what happened was uh, Philip Rivers threw a pass to Antonio Gates and intercepted the ball. Fell awkwardly, didn't really think anything of it. Got up and just felt as though something was wrong with my leg. And come to find out later, after the day after, I had torn my meniscus. Mm-hmm. But during the game, I just went out there and I, and I played. And, and I, I couldn't believe that I actually got through that game, George, because there were moments where my knee would shift out after plays. And then miraculously, you know, when the ref blew the whistle to start the play, for some reason, I still don't know how this happened, it would shift back in. So I know all about trying to play with those injuries. And, and sometimes you, you do that thinking about team and you don't think about uh, the future. And I could have easily put my uh, career or my, my, my life after football in jeopardy doing it. But at, at the time, I really didn't care and it was about the team. So I mean, that's why Quinn Miners did it. That's why Justin Simmons did it, because it wasn't about them. It was about the team. But unfortunately for them, uh, they didn't win against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. But we have to rely on Graham Glasgow, P.J. Locke, and Caden Stearns to try to get that first win of the season on Sunday. Yeah, you know, for me, I've uh, broken a couple bones. Obviously, again, haven't played in the NFL. But I knew immediately <laughs> – I knew immediately – when I fell off the uh, bird scooter a few years ago that I had broken my arm. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I, I don't know if I can relate to Justin Simmons injury, but uh, I have, I have been injured before, but uh, Nick, let's take a break. Uh, and then when we come back, let's talk a little special teams. 